Good morning. Beautiful day outside. Thanks for coming to see me preach. <laughs> All right. Today's scripture is from Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 5, and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. First from Romans. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. And from 1 Corinthians, for just as the body is one and has many members, and all of the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. If the Corinthian scripture sounds familiar, like you've heard it recently, you did, last week. Less reference Corinthians last week, but in a wider context. I'm using Romans and Corinthians again this week because it nicely reflects my sermon, which in full transparency is a bit more informational than inspirational. So inside your, your pews, I think there's pencils. You know, you might occasionally want to take a few notes. I thought while the ministers were away in Jordan and then Egypt and Israel, it'd be a good time to give you a glimpse of what goes on behind the scenes at SCC. Or in less eloquent words, how do we make the sausage? Growing up in a very Italian family, my mom used to make sausage from scratch, creating a product that was truly delicious. It's one of the great memories I have of my mom. The thing was, it took a lot of work. And this lady had seven kids, all right? It took a lot of work, and it was messy. At least 10 steps, from buying the meat, to seasoning it, to mixing it, to freezing it, to grinding it, to freezing it again. But all in the end, mom produced food for dinner that was made from pure love. Applying this metaphor, all your interactions with SCC, which we hope our spiritual experience is covered in love, is the sausage. And all that is done behind the scenes is how it is made. Today, I want to give you a glimpse under the hood of SCC. Or referencing back to my scripture selections for the day, how do we all work together as one SCC body to provide you with impactful spiritual experiences. And I hope you find this topic particularly useful now as we, as a church body, begin to prepare for the leadership transition in May of 2026. So let's begin. Any questions so far? All right. The management of a church typically has two sides. The administrative side, which is further broken out into the business and its operational parts. And the, the ministry side, which, which is uh, through our senior minister and associate ministers. In conjunction with boards and committees, they set the spiritual direction and tone for the church. The administration side then aligns itself to port, support that direction and tone. A church's orbit revolves around Sundays. So from Monday to Sunday morning, prep work is happening for the coming Sunday's worship and activities. Discussions about hymns, solos, special music, announcements, 
the prayers. Which deacons are going to be here? Recognitions, flowers. And what do we think the attention is going to be? They are all happening between Paul, Laura, and the staff. We iron out most of these decisions during our weekly Tuesday staff meetings, then go about executing them. Here are just a few of the items that happen before a typical Sunday. Music needs to be rehearsed by choirs, soloists, special musics, music, and Elaine, musicians, and Elaine. The bulletin needs to be written, printed. Friday and Sunday weekly e-blasts and social posts need to be created and sent. In the sanctuary, there's a sanctuary, fellowship hall, kitchen, library, chapel, youth rooms, all need to be cleaned and then set up for early board meetings, church, school, fellowship hours. Sanctuary candles replaced, flowers arranged, and friendship registers refreshed. Outside, the grass is cut and the landscaping is completed. If it's snowy or icy, driveways and parking lots need to be cleared and salted. Fellowship food for fellowship hour, coffee, need to be purchased and prepared. Pulpit announcements and prayers compose the ones you just heard from Jeffrey. And of course, the main meal, the sermon needs to be written. A task that takes someone with Paul and Laura's experience a good part of several full days to complete. And if you're the director of an administration like me, it takes about three weeks. In prepping for Sundays, we all have many other duties and responsibilities to help make the church body function and maintain its health. Let's start with our ministers. Ever wonder what they do all week? Well, Mondays are their day off. Coupled with Saturdays, they, in theory, then have two days off each week. But as ministers, that is really the case due to the nature of the role. So with that caveat, their weeks start on Tuesdays. Paul's weeks as leader of SEC are filled with meeting the pastoral needs of our members through visits, calls, and emails, and emails, a responsibility which is taking more and more of his time since COVID. He also prepares for and attends meetings with the staff, trustees, council, deacons, men's groups, and, and other members of the church. He also, along with Laura, coached our student ministers, Allie and Julianne. And a shout out to Julianne, who I know is watching today. Paul tries to get as much of this work completed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, leaving him the remaining days to write his sermon. But often, his, his writing plans get altered due to a care or a concern from a member because of a need by staff. Laura's week as associate minister is a bit different than Paul's. Laura oversees Sunday church school, middle school youth group, senior high youth group, and confirmation classes. Most of these groups meet weekly, so curriculum and staffing always need preparing and organizing. Laura is also clergy to missions, Christian education, and deacon boards, and the church council, the fellowship committee, and women's group. In her role, she's also the content editor of our newsletter and other communications. And she organizes second hour programming, our mission trips, and this year, the Holy Land trip, which Marjorie and Chris have just returned from. And if you're looking at them, I don't know if you got a chance to see them yet, um, 
They don't look like they went to Israel. They look like they went to Tahiti. They're all very tan. <laughs> Laura also spends a lot of her time in pastoral care, especially as it pertains to children and their parents. She is responsible for our weekly children's sermons and several sermons over the course of the year. In my four years here, one thing I have observed with both Paul and Laura is they practice the ministry of the moment. So no week has the same schedule. We have a membership of 250 people and their spiritual and practical needs seldom adhere to a calendar. All right. Now on to the supporting cast. Let's start with music. That's you, Elaine. I won't go too deep here since we celebrate the hard work of our music leaders, Elaine, Philip, Marnie, our soloist, Leslie, Shannon, and Bo, um, during Music Appreciation Sunday. But no, the wonderful performances you experience on Sundays don't just happen. They're because of the prep that this work does, this group does, from song selection, to practicing on, practicing on their own, to group rehearsals, they certainly prepare. As you already know, our musicians never mail it in. Right, Elaine? Give me a, give me a nod. <laughs> Tim O'Neill is our part-time manager of facilities and grounds. Tim and his team oversee our building's infrastructures, aesthetics, landscaping, cleaning, room setups, which do you know they're over 300 a year? That's a lot of chairs and table moving. Day-to-day -day operations and project management. Building on the impactful work longtime member David Huntington began, Tim has developed great relationships with our over 25 contract vendors who help us keep our church beautiful. This summer alone, Tim is project managing the pointing project, the annual cleaning of the carousel in the preschool, which Susan Kunkel is here, is no small, no, no small task. Um, these are big projects. The replacing of central air in the parsonage, making a carousel basement room functional, replacing three aging water heaters, and the painting of the parsonage. Fortunately, Tim has a great part-time team working for him in Sydney Sinclair, Riviera Bullerin, and Roseanne Sinclair Bowes. Our most significant cleaning need, believe it or not, is that of the preschool. And most of this work is completed by Riviera, who most of you probably don't even know as she works late nights and early mornings. And it's a lot of work. Many of you know what it was like cleaning up daily for a toddler. Imagine having 99 of them and then throwing COVID pro protocols into the mix. Typically, Tim and Sid Sydney split daily church cleaning and their Sunday duties, setting up fellowship hour, providing room setup for support for early board meetings, choirs, church school, second hours, and Sunday's youth group meetings. Roseanne, who is the niece of Sydney and the daughter of Linval, she's our backup. Pam. Pam is our church secretary, and she is another vital part of the SEC body. Essentially, she's the glue that holds the body together. Pam is the first point of contact when one calls or visits the office during the week, and she provides logistical and material support for almost every church activity. 
And can I just say, I don't see her here, but who is more welcome and warmer than Pam? Anyone who visits the office. I, 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 it's just amazing to me, and I get the pleasure of working with her every day. Bulletins, programs, mass mailings, letters, supplies, and scheduling all fall under Pam's purview. But her role encompasses so much more. Need meeting minutes? Pam finds them. Need profiles for new members or confirmands? Pam. Need altar flowers or 200-point setters for Advent Sunday? Pam. Want to know what happened at SCC's annual meeting in 1953? Again, Pam. I think you get the picture. Besides her core responsibilities, Pam embodies the line in most job descriptions, other duties as assigned. Our communication specialist is Janaea Patterson. Janaea is part-time and has been with us for just over a year now. She has the responsibility for capturing and publishing the thoughts and messages Paul and Laura want to convey to the congregation through social posts, email blasts, our website, and newsletters. A task that, as many of you know, is no small feat. Paul and Laura's wheels are always turning. I can't imagine the inspirations, messaging, and ideas they'll want to convey upon their return from the Middle East and then vacation. Jenea should probably start carbo loading now. As in any creative process, there are iterations, last-minute changes, and images to find and to create. It takes a lot of time to get them right. And while we don't always get them perfect, we hope each communication you receive conveys the essence of what Paul and Laura want our members and community to feel when interacting with our church outside its walls. Another unsung part of the SEC body is that of our audiovisual director, Parker Whitmore. Parker's working today. With the addition of live streaming at the start of COVID, SEC's weekly needs in the AV space have increased significantly. So much so, we needed a dedicated person with AV expertise to manage it all. Again, Parker. As with any technology, it is always changing and getting it right each week entails equipment tweaks, experience, and the training of our wonderful high school students who work with Parker and Trevor Ewell each week. It's taken a lot of time, as many of you know, but due to Parker's, Laura's, and Paul's efforts, we now have a system that can regularly meet the audio and visual needs of those in the sanctuary and those watching on live stream. What a gift, what a gift it is to be able to reach those in our spiritual family, wherever they may be. The next three parts of the SEC body are often thought as separate from it, but nothing could be further from the truth. They are the carousel, rooms of the view, and the preschool, led by volunteer Susan Kunkel, who's here today, Chris Phillip, and Laura Amacucci, respectively. Without these three parts, the breadth and depth of our ministry and missions work would be greatly reduced. Do you know these three parts, in aggregate, have revenues of over $750,000 and generate $230,000 in profits towards our annual budget? That is less than one quarter, slightly less than one quarter, of our current operating budget. But 
even more importantly, they contribute to the mission of SEC by ministering to the different segments within our community. For the carousel, it is often for those who have little. While for rooms of the view, it is those who yearn for fellowship and the sharing of creativity within the design community. And for the preschool, it's about offering a caring, loving, safe space where parents can drop off their little person or little persons, the ones they love more than anything in the world, to play and learn. As you can imagine, these three parts of the SEC body have lots of pieces which need attending, and all that happens through the expertise of our leaders, our volunteers, teachers, and support staff. Finally, there's the role of the Director of Administration. That's me. Um, my role has several parts, but a primary one is keeping track of the administrative moving parts so Paul and Laura can better serve the spiritual needs of our congregation. This is the reason I was hired almost four years ago. The position was created after Paul and Laura began tracking what they spent their time on. To the amazement of the trustees, and I think even Paul and Laura, a large portion of their time was in administrative space, managing, overseeing finances, projects, rooms of the view, contractors, HR, etc. In my role, I work closely with the trustees in the council, handling the business aspects of the church. These duties include budgeting, bookkeeping, finance, insurance, stewardship, and the 1843 Society. Pretty exciting, right? I keep Paul informed and bring him in when his input is needed. In my role, I also oversee IT, HR, vendor and teacher contracts, and help Laura organize and manage our mission trips. Thankfully, I have an incredible part-time bookkeeper, Maria Bagatikova. Most of you have probably not heard of Maria, as she truly works behind the scenes, often from home. Maria processes every transaction for SEC, the carousel, rooms of the view, and preschool. That's about 4,800 a year. We also have incredible accounting help in Nancy Long. Yes, that Nancy Long, the one who sings in the choir, plays bells, and along with her husband Ray, have been on almost every board and committee at SEC as longtime members. Nancy kindly works a few hours each month helping execute and account for our investments. Finally, my role encompasses special projects. These have ranged from obtaining COVID assistant funds to the recent sale of the cell tower lease in Eastman, to now assisting our friends at Redshirt Table build their much needed community center. I expect my special projects to ramp up now that Paul and Laura have announced their retirement for May of 2026. I'll be supporting the council and the still to, still to be named a search committee. For what I've learned about minister callings, for a church to stay healthy, it needs a lot of time to prepare documents for a new minister search, for conducting that search, and for selecting a candidate. And we, we need to do that twice. So the next time you see our ministers, thank them for giving us such a long runway before their retirement. 
Per their contracts, they're only required to give SEC 90 days notice before their departure. If they had executed that clause, it would have created a situation which would have required SEC to install interim ministers. Not the best option for a church that is already healthy. So I guess either Paul and Laura love this church so much, they want to make sure we have a healthy leadership transition, or probably more, maybe they didn't. They didn't read the fine print. May 2026 will be bittersweet, but I'm excited to play a part in SEC's leadership transition, as it has only happened 12 times at the senior minister level since SEC's formation in 1843. Well, there's a lot more that goes on, but that's it. I'm not gonna give you any more. I hope my talk has given you a glimpse of how we make the sausage here at SEC and how all of us on staff play a role in it. We are all individual members with different lives. But when we come together as staff and with all of you and all of our community, we form one body, one body in Christ. Amen.